Well, hey there, Church of the City podcasters. Pastor Matt here. Just wanted to provide a little bit of an introduction to what you are about to hear. This is one of our webinars from our Formation Workshops series. And over the next number of weeks, there's going to be new lectures posted from that series. And so our prayer is that these lectures would be an encouragement to you as you practice the spiritual disciplines in your life to be formed into a disciple of Jesus. So may these lectures bless you and feel free to share these at your leisure. You are loved. I'm going to turn it over to Sarah. If you were here two weeks ago, Sarah led a great session for us and this is her uh, second of two. And uh, so I trust we're going to be blessed by this as well. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's all that I have. So Sarah, let me unmute you. Um, and then uh, you can take it away. There you go. Thank you. I feel like I'm like breaking out of prison or something. The unmute button. <laughs> um, it's good to see you all. I would love to, if you feel comfortable um, taking your, like putting your video on, it would be just be nice to see your beautiful faces and our church family all together. So good to see you all. Um, so I am Sarah and I've been, I'm actually fairly, fairly new to Church of the City, um, or you may be not totally familiar with me because uh, we started attending for a few months and then lockdown happened. <laughs> um, and so I'm just, I'm so excited for the day that we can all uh, be back together again. Um, but I, um, like Spencer had mentioned, I don't know, some of you are familiar um, from last, the last time we gathered together um, doing Lectio Divina, and um, which is just a divine and holy um, reading of God's word um, in a prayerful, in a prayerful way. And so this really just, this practice, which is, um, again, uh, in the same, I would say in the same kind of way is, is praying with scripture again. So, um, and I, I'll get a little bit more into why we could, would consider this even just praying with scripture. Um, but it's, it's kind of a very similar, I would say, kind of posture of heart as we come to this practice. Um, so this is just something truly that is just exciting for me to be able to share with you um, as someone who has been um, practicing um, this uh, spiritual discipline for a few years now and um, and has been really meaningful. Um, God is just, I've had just some, you know, personal sweet times with Jesus as I've encountered him in the scriptures um, in this way. And so, um, and it's nothing magical about the way <laughs> of the practice. It's just really just opening myself up to scripture and working a kind of a bit of a different, as I talked to last week, a bit of a different prayer muscle. Um, so yeah. And I loved how, like, as, as believers were gathered, you know, just together to learn all of these different, um, practices and disciplines and that the, our own church family and some outside of our church family are bringing, um, and able to offer. And I loved the one time, um, and maybe, 
not just the one time, but as Spencer has referred to it as a trellis. Um, I just thought that was a, such a beautiful imagery of, um, of all of these spiritual practices, it's just a trellis, or sometimes I've even heard of it as like a rope, um, like just something that kind of holds us as we come to abide in Christ and Christ abide in us. And just that kind of forming, kind of weaving at, in and out on that trellis um, of life in Christ. So, um, so just to kind of reiterate about spiritual practices and um, are just regular, just any regular or intentional activity that establishes, um, develops, nourishes a personal relationship with God where we allow ourselves, where we open ourselves up uh, to being transformed by the Holy Spirit. Um, so praying with scripture or this particular gospel contemplation may be new to you. Um, and, and I think sometimes, at least for me, um, I don't know how much of you have studied the Enneagram, um, but I'm a seven. <laughs> so it's exciting for me sometimes to find new and different ways um, and disciplines that are life-giving and um, just allowing God to really expand um, my prayer container um, and, and come to him in different ways. So um why this is prayer and why this would be considered prayer is just that interaction of our spirit and God's spirit um coming together in prayer and joining together and um there's you know act 17 just talks about in him we live and move and have our being and um it's in him um that and his spirit that he's created us and also his spirit that also dwells in us um, is, is just a gift. So um, I hope that this hour, so the, the way that I thought to, that we would teach this instead of me talking at you for a whole hour is very much like we did last, um, last the Lectio Divina, so more experiential. Um, in nature and really just not just to for experience sake but even just to allow us to come together as a body of believers and um, just just take a moment um, come to him and just enjoy um, a time um, in a gospel passage uh, the gospel passage that we're going to work through tonight um, and allowing us as, um, yeah, as his creation, uh, really just opening ourselves up to um, just that imagery also of like, you are the potter and I am the clay, allowing him to form us um, to listen and to be with Jesus in the gospel, allowing him to be Lord of the encounter. So this we'll kind of go in four parts is I'm going to teach the exercise by kind of doing actually a non-spiritual exercise first. Um, and then, and then, so just rather than me like talking about it, we're just going to go into that. I have um, a picture that we're going to kind of go into together. And I know it's kind of awkward sometimes over um, 
like these formats, but if you can try your best, if you're kind of one of those people, like no pressure to share, but if you're comfortable sharing, please feel free to jump in and kind of share your experience after we kind of do that part of the exercise. Um, and then I'm going to talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to go into um, Mark 10, which is the story of um, Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. And we're going to journey through that together. Um, and again, this is something just to kind of preempt here that like Lectio Divina, where there was actual kind of like a method to follow, this is more a way, and as you encounter this, that you can bring this into your own quiet times. Um, and as, as, as I do at times as well, um, and, and encounter different gospel passages. So um, without further ado, why don't we, and just bear with me, this is going to be like, it's going to be a little bit of a, of a new exercise. So just um, remembering that throughout this um, process that we have, um, that God's spirit dwells within us as believers, that we have been given that gift and our imagination and I'm going to speak to this a little bit later, our imagination and our senses are also God-given. And so our left brain and our right brain um, are gifts from God, how he created us and integrated together as we uh, come together and pray through the, through um, the gospels. So, okay. So Spencer, do you want to just go to the next slide? And I just want everyone just to kind of take a moment to look at this picture of a dock on some lake somewhere. And just kind of take a moment just to soak it in. And now wherever you are, I just invite you just to, to close your eyes and imagine yourself stepping into this picture and standing on that dock. So just as you're standing on that dock, just take a few deep breaths. Maybe just notice your feet. What does that, the dock uh, and the wood feel like under your feet? Maybe just take a look around you, almost like a 360. Um, kind of taking in the scenery that's around you. Maybe noticing what's on the shore. Does the air 
feel like on your skin. What are the smells that you're taking in? What are you feeling as you stand there on that dock in this moment as you are? Now imagine yourself running off this dock and jumping into the lake. What do you feel? Take notice of how you responded to this notion of running off the dock and jumping into the lake. What does the water feel like? Did you stay in the water or get out quickly? Just allow yourself to be curious about your response. Are you excited, fearful, happy, scared, timid? Okay, I just invite you to open your eyes again and kind of come back, <laughs> come back to us. Um, just invite you to, if anyone's kind of brave enough, um, you can actually, Spencer, if you want to, just so we can kind of all see each other's faces, you can take that picture down. So we all come back to the group. Yeah, it's just, if anyone wants to kind of share their Kind of experience there what they what happened what were you feeling on the dock what were you 
What happened when you jumped off? What were you feeling? Uh, I was excited. Um, I've missed swimming during COVID and <laughs> I love docks. I love the picture. I was just like, oh yeah, I want to be there. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I, I, to me, the water was clear. It was not too cold. I just had a marvelous time jumping in. It felt refreshing. Um, you know, it was just, it was a really, really lovely experience for me. And I stayed in the water. I was just having a great time actually getting some swimming in and just the environment was so peaceful and I could smell trees, evergreen trees, cedars, uh, the, you know, the wood felt kind of wet under my feet, but neat, you know, I just, anyways, very, very positive for me. Thank you. I am a summer camp person. Um, I think I'll always be a summer camp person. Um, and so for me, it was just like a lot of nostalgia. I can, I can imagine the exact dock, exactly how it felt under my feet on a very hot day when you had to swim far enough down to hit the cold water because it just felt like a bath. Um, and so for me, I don't know, summer camp has always felt like home. So that was actually quite a, it was quite lovely and something that I probably need to practice imagining that more often because it is very quite a calming thing for me mm -hmm. That's great. so let's just I just want to draw parallels to that exercise um to the to encountering the gospels in such a way and so I actually think it's just such an amazing thing that Jesus and how he taught uh engaged our senses in true pictures and pair told stories and all of that. And so I think something for me, and I'm just speaking from my own experience and why I think that this um, encountering this way of praying and, and learning how to pray in this way has just kind of opened up my world. Um, and maybe in ways that I've, you know, traditionally and obviously Bible study, I, I still am a huge believer in Bible study and understanding context just only actually enriches this um, time when we understand history and the context of things. And so there certainly is a place for that. Um, but I think maybe for me, that was just like the only way I was taught. And so certain parts, and as I found just speaking from experience that maybe there's like certain ways that Jesus has spoken um, to the crowd or to someone. I go, Oh, I don't, I don't like that, you know, but I just kind of gloss it over. And actually when I actually step into the picture in such a way and see and allow Jesus to meet me in that place and show me things about who he is in his heart, or even just notice certain feelings of, either resistance or curiosity about different things um, and kind of allow myself to kind of pull at those threads um, as I'm praying um, has it helped me to notice uh, just certain things about who Jesus is. So, and so in such a way, <laughs> as we kind of create space and take a moment to step back and be quiet and enter into the Gospels, which is a real event, just like that dock is somewhere in the world. It's a real place. Um, 
a real event that happened in history um, and um, is, 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 is a bit, just a very cool, um, neat way to encounter the Gospels. And so um, as we do this exercise, we are going to use our imaginations and our senses to allow the story to unfold. Um, so I just wanted to kind of point out that some of us experience, you know, all of us stood on, you know, as we stood on the dock, um, some of us experienced like Paul um, and all of our experiences are slightly different, right? For Sam, it was brought back nostalgia. For um, Denise, it was like a kind of a restful. She was looking forward to it. And Margaret um, was able to fully just like notice things about the air and everything. Um, and that we all experience, we're going to be who we are as we are, um, as we encounter the Gospels. And so just like we um, experience that picture in a different way, um, we all have different life experiences that inform us um, and all different histories that, you know, maybe would make Paul a little more timid. Maybe that's just part of his personality. You know, we all bring our personality um, as we come to the Lord. And, um, and so we're all going to have different reactions or feelings. And that is the beauty of our God, that he meets us in his living and active word by the truth of who he is um, and can pierce through and meet us in who we are and speak to us in a very personal way. And also figuratively and literally, we are all in also just different seasons of life. Um, and so, you know, while some of us, you know, may have jumped in and the water was warm or some of us got in and it was cold, you know, we're, you know, we could all have pictured that different scene in kind of the different seasons of life. Um, so the very place where we are, the very season that we are in um, is where God is. He dwells in us as we are and brings us to informs us, but it's where we are is where he meets us. Um, and we encounter Jesus in this way. Um, I just wanted to speak also to as before we just kind of enter in here to that. Sometimes these practices or just some of these things are so um, can maybe feel a little bit individualistic as actually talking to um, someone about this today, just that we, as we enter in and we, we focus sometimes on our own personal journey and our own personal walk and, and ex experience, not, not just experiencing God for the sake of experience, but um, seeking God in the experience the God of the experience, that when we do that and know that we are loved by him, it actually, as, as his spirit dwells in us and we come together as a whole, it builds and works towards strengthening the kingdom of God. Um, and so I, I just, you know, I think it's, I've just heard kind of not, not in this group, but just, you know, and even my own going, Oh, this feels a little bit like self-indulgent or, or something sometimes, but it knowing and kind of basking and resting in the love of God um, 
his word in me sent forth for the world, for the church, for the, for the kingdom of God. So just wanted to encourage you in that, um, as we come together in this way. So, um, I'm just trying to see, I've kind of covered some, I have like some notes here. So, um, yeah, I think that this time just is the ability, he, he's given us the ability to both analyze and collect information, as well as the ability to imagine and create. And so the right brain is where we can engage and experience um, his word. And so fully integrating both is actually such a healthy, healthy, whole, whole approach um, to um, coming to God, bringing our left brain and our right brain and also not letting our analytical side also just kind of take over that um, as well. So bringing them both to openness before God. So um, so why don't we, as we come to this time, we're gonna just take a moment, a few minutes just to kind of quiet ourselves. And this is just a time to be still, <laughs> We kind of focused in on like, be still and know, know God, um, know that I am God. Um, the last time that we came together, um, it's just a time to just kind of settle into our chairs, take some breaths, kind of even just put a boundary from what we came from before to also just coming into this time and encourage you. There's no failure at all of this exercise. This is a time to not feel like you need to produce any good answers, <laughs> um, but really allow this time to be time that you keep company with Jesus. Um, allowing, opening yourself up. That's really just the only thing is just opening yourself up to his holy and living word and how he wants to encounter you um, through that. And so as we come to quietness, I will facilitate um, just kind of walking through that passage in such a way. And so just invite you to close your eyes and quiet yourself. <clears throat> and this maybe is a time if you wanted to um, feel free to keep your video on or turn it off, whatever you want to do. Just as we're walking through this exercise. Just resting into your chair or couch. Both feet planted on the ground. Just acknowledging that you are in God's presence. That it is the spirit of God guiding you in your prayer.
allowing yourself to notice some of the distractions in this place of quietness. Becoming aware of them, just gently releasing them into God's hands. You may even want to just open your hands in an open posture. Just a gesture of openness to God. I invite you to continue to stay in that quiet place to give a little bit of background to the story. Jesus has done many miracles and a large crowd has gathered to follow him. He's traveling with this crowd on his way to Jerusalem where he knows and has predicted his death. On his way to Jerusalem, with a crowd coming with him, he enters Jericho, where we come to the scene of the blind beggar Bartimaeus. This is a way of getting to know Christ in the gospel. The ultimate goal is a personal encounter with him. Take your time. God is in no rush.
This is a popular passage for gospel contemplation, partly because of the question, what do you want me to do for you? It is a question Jesus might ask anyone who comes to him, including you. First, I'm going to just just familiarize ourselves with the passage. This is Mark 10, 46 to 52. Just continue to listen. Later, as Jesus and his disciples left town, a great crowd was following. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus from Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, some of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, Have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the blind man could see. Then he followed Jesus down the road. Begin to enter this scene using your senses. What do you see? What do you feel? Where are you in this scene? What does the dusty road feel like on your feet?
Jesus and the crowd are leaving Jericho and there is a beggar at the side of the road. Who are you in this scene? You might be Bartimaeus or someone in the crowd or a disciple. Be there and look around you. Look at the sky. smell the air. Look at the buildings, the road. Listen to the crowds and the sounds they make. Where is Jesus? And where is Bartimaeus? And where are you? If you're Bartimaeus, just adopt whatever I say so it works for you. I'm going to read the passage a second time. Just experience the story in the role of the character God has led you to. So they reached Jericho, and later, as Jesus and his disciples left town, a great crowd was following. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus from Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, some of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man 
cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has healed you. And instantly the blind man could see. And then he followed Jesus down the road. Bartimaeus has found out Jesus is passing. How does this affect him? He begins to call out, listen to his cries. Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. In time, Jesus becomes aware of him. You hear Jesus ask for him. Now the crowd tells Bartimaeus to go to Jesus. He gets up, throws off his cloak and makes his way. Watch Jesus as the blind man comes closer. Hear Jesus as he asks, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus gives his reply, master, let me see again. Go, your faith has saved you and his sight returned. How do Jesus and Bartimaeus now look at each other? How are they feeling? How are you feeling?
Now go to Jesus yourself. Let him look at you. Hear him ask you that question. What do you want me to do for you? Just take your time and when you're ready, give him your answer. Be honest with him. Keep it simple if you can. What happens with you? let Jesus respond to you in whatever way he wishes. And allow yourself to notice just any softness in your spirit, questions, even resistance. Allow yourself to be curious about those things. Perhaps you may want to just stay with this picture and just stay with Jesus for a bit longer. You may want to take a moment to just journal or write, write some things down. Just invite you to do that as you, as you want and I'll close with an amen.
Amen. I would love to be able to take the time to go around um, and allow everyone to kind of share your experience. Yeah, I don't want to, I hope others will talk more about their experience with the whole story. But for, for me, the part that kind of stuck out was when I went, when I wrote, went to write down the question, what do you want me to do for you? Meaning Jesus saying that to me, I thought, you know, so often in my experience, I jumped to me asking that question of Jesus, which I think is appropriate at times, but Jesus is the one that asked it first. He, he's the one that, that offers that mm. open-ended question. Um, so I, I need, I need to I think sometimes I need to go back to that place and not just always uh, end up with what, what can I do in return, right?